Sports with a Z and a T. Welcome back. My name is Bryce Zielinski alongside Taylor Lattimore. We are, of course, sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Johnson Supply at Troy, and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. And, of course, presented by Godzilla Media. And Taylor, as politely as he can, will remind me to put the ticker up as we start the show. Our ticker <laughs> Is now at the bottom of the screen at Sports Podcast for our Twitter accounts and our personal Twitter accounts as well at ZBrice21 and at TLATS with two T's and two S's. Uh, this is probably <laughs> got to live for the ticker. This is going to be probably one of our at least more enjoyable shows to do. Um, it's our March Madness special, and we it are going. It won't beat the fantasy football because that won't beat fantasy football. That one was nearly two hours long, and it was great. This this is not going. All right, not, not going to be two hours long. Not going to be two hours long. Please bear with us, though. Uh, we are going to create our own entire bracket. As much as we would love to talk NFL free agency, we're going to put a pause on that. Let some more chaos ensue, and then come back at you next week with our full, you know, winners losers of free agency where teams stand. As most of the big names have come off the board, and of course, we still got NBA baseball is back. Um, hey, that happened. That Woo-hoo! happened since we have last talked. Baseball is back. Spring training and MLB free agent. This is a hell of a hectic time of year. Typically not like this. I mean, March Madness and NFL free agency usually coincide, but to throw in the start of the MLB and MLB free agency along with it, uh, that's typically not the case. So this is a hectic time of year. Bear with us. But this is a March Madness special, Taylor. And before we get into it. Uh, any thoughts before we go to the bracket? Thoughts on what the bracket or everything you? Just I don't mentioned? know any any anything baseball related, nah, NFL good, related. Good, good for good for baseball to be back. Um, NBA is exciting, but we're gonna have much time to talk about that, especially with the playoffs coming up. I'm so excited for that. Uh, basketball, personally, is my favorite sport, and so I I get pumped whenever the NBA comes up. But there will be time for that on another episode. Um, as far as NFL goes, Colts haven't done much. Eagles have done a little bit. And as for the rest of the NFL, there's some big name signings, Tom Brady coming back at the retirement. That's a big thing. I mean, that's a huge thing. Um, that surprised me. Uh, I, I didn't expect it. I thought it was fake at first. Like I had to take, do a double take, um, much like I did when Andrew Luck tired, had to do a double take. Um, but you know, the NFL is crazy. The MLB is back. Uh, NBA. Let's let's With, let's fucking go. Without further ado, and this is truly one of my favorite times of year. I mean, we we could sit here talk about fantasy football. We want filling out a bracket, analyzing the bracket is, is one of my top things to do in all of sports. Um, I have my bracket. I have it right here. There's some tinkering that might might happen from here on out um just depending on how i feel last minute with the gut but the core is there the basis is there so let's get to it we're going to start taylor in the west region and for our listeners i know you have your brackets out uh mm-hmm. ready to hear what we have to say because you want to pick what sports with a z and a t has to unless pick. you're driving don't have your phone out with your <laughs> bracket <laughs> unless you're driving or doing I do know a lot of doing something job related don't do that <laughs> don't do that um but take notes Take notes mentally, and uh, when you fill out your bracket later hey, this evening, because tonight will be your last night because the tournament starts on Thursday. We're recorded. You can play this back. You can listen to us, take it all in, absorb it, and then go back and fast forward through and, and get our picks if you really love it. 
I mean, our, our, our words of knowledge, you have, you have to take every word for its value. So let's start Taylor. Like I said, with the West region, and I am going to start, obviously we are going to start with Gonzaga and Georgia state. I don't think there's much breakdown. Georgia state's Uh, taking it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Otis still has to do his bracket. Now keep in mind, keep in mind, he's a dog. And I literally put a team on each piece of paper, put it in front, bring him back, and put a little piece of treat. And whichever one he goes to is what he picks. So this could be an Otis the Pug uh, pick. But for <laughs> us here, this is pretty simple. Look, Gonzaga is one of the best teams out there in the country. Uh, they're not going to get UVA'd, so to speak. Um uh, we're we're going to take so Gonzaga. Anyway. We're not going to spend our analysis on this. Uh, Boise State and Memphis. This has been a uh, pretty hot topic throughout, throughout many bracket experts on, on who to pick here because depending on the winner of this game could give Gonzaga in the next round a run for their money. The 8-9 and nine matchup, Boise State and Memphis. Uh, Taylor, I'll let you go first before I give my pick and we'll, we'll come together with a consensus on each one. Well, I will say that I think Boise, either one, Boise State or Memphis, whichever one gets out, I think they're both going to give the Zags trouble. I don't think it'll be enough, but I think that it'll be competitive no matter who comes out. Um, This is a tough one because, you know, Memphis has the star power. Boise State has um, kind of the the upper class leadership. But I do think that Boise State's size, in my opinion, I I would take Boise State. Um, I think that they can overpower Memphis a little bit. So, so when you talk about Boise State, um, really good defense, uh, really good rebounding team. Like you said, they have the size. They can be mm-hmm. a bit streaky from the three-point shot, um, but you know they use their size to their advantage there with their boards. Uh, they've been in a lot of tight games. Hope their poor free throw shooting um, doesn't come back to bite them uh, on the other side of the court because this is a Memphis team that going back – to January 20th. They only lost one regular season game. They started 9 and 8, finished 21 and 10 including their loss in the uh American Conference Championship to Houston. They've really stepped up their defense. They hold opponents to 38 points point shooting. So when you kind of look at the matchups there between Memphis and Boise State, Boise State struggles to shoot sometimes, but and Memphis is really good at forcing bad shots. Um, offensively, Memphis is very deep. They really do rely on a damn near nine to 10 man rotation. So keep in mind on that. Uh, they run the ball pretty frequently. They won't blow anyone out, but they're hot at the right time. These are the types of matchups that I really like to pick the nine seed if I see a window. So I'm going Memphis here. So consensus, uh, I guess I, I, <laughs> wow i mean what are we gonna I, do I mean, consensus here i mean i i can i can go both ways with this i think it'll be a competitive g- game so if if you're going memphis i i can i can go memphis you'll, like, you'll concede I, memphis I, yeah i'm okay. i'm pretty up in the air with both of them and i do think that memphis definitely has um obviously like duran and like there there's there's players that you can rely on more on the memphis side um, mm-hmm. I just thought that Boise State altogether um, would be a better ma- uh, a better pick, but I'm willing to concede uh, Boise State and Memphis because they're so close. It's so close to me that I, I really don't 
really care either way. So if it's a question of that, I'll I'll, I'll go with Memphis. So let's go to the 512. And obviously every year the 512 matchups are one of the more popular upset picks. Yeah, this it's year it's been kind of hard because this year and this year more years than others, you're seeing the field become deeper and not many teams be, you know, the clear heavy favorite because the field's deeper because of the transfer portal. Teams aren't as young. They're not as inexperienced. They have more talent. Uh, because of that transfer portal and more people being able to play immediately. Um, and, and I think you're starting to see that throughout the consensus. Not many people have been picking 12s this year to beat the fives. You look at UConn and New Mexico State, a lot of people like this New Mexico State team with good reason. Um, that they're, you know, they are one of the hottest teams in all of basketball. They're a tough matchup for anybody. They can shoot the ball. Uh, with really tall guards, 26 and six. Uh, that's a school record. Uh, they haven't lost a game by more than four points since mid January. However, they do face a UConn team. They're not the best shooting squad. They're dominant on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to their boards and they get many second chances. Uh, they're very good at the free throw line and they're very, very good at avoiding foul trouble. They block shots and very strong defensively. Oh, by the way, this game's in Buffalo. <laughs> so UConn is a strong team for me this year. And I think they're going to surprise a lot of people that are looking for that sexy 12 to five upset. Um, so personally for me, before we go on to the consensus and obviously your pick, I'm going to go UConn here. I don't think if there's a 12, five upset, this is where it would be. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, when you look at UConn and, uh, where they excel is like you said, offensive boards, getting those boards, they're a big team, especially in the, in the, um, the forward positions, um, and so I, I just think they're going to get so many second chance opportunities and it, New Mexico state isn't going to kill anyone from three. And I don't think that anything that they throw at UConn is going to be anything that UConn hasn't seen before. I mean, they, they face, you know, the likes of um, Villanova and St. John's. And so I, I, I think that in this matchup, I lean UConn as well. I don't think that the five twelve matchup or like, I don't think the upset is going to come in this game. Right. So we'll consensus UConn on this, and that leads us to the 413 matchup. And Taylor, good old uh, Vermont. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know about you, and a lot of people have not been picking this, mostly because not many people know much about this Vermont team. Um, let's start with Arkansas, though. They are, they have a star guard in JD Note. Uh, this is an Arkansas team that made a deep run last year. Um, they brought back most of their guys and have been very good this year. Do not get me wrong. And I like this Arkansas team. That's why I'm upset they got this draw at a, with a 13 Vermont. Um, they play a really aggressive offensive style. They're one of the top teams in the country in terms of free throw attempts, which is usually a good thing when it comes to the tournament, right? Um, multiple scoring options, deep bench. Um, they have a big weakness and lack of size, not great perimeter shooting. So they do rely on getting teams in foul trouble. They have the talent and experience needed to make a deep run, though. I do like this Arkansas team. However, like I said, and Otis is like, yep, preach it to the choir, Bryce. Um, Vermont. This is a team out of the America East Conference that regionally, I, I think, 
we know about. Obviously, with you Albany here, um, we've seen Vermont. Uh, this is a team that just absolutely steamrolled through their conference tournament. They have 22 wins in their past 23 games. They have one of the best offensive metrics in all of basketball, one of the best offenses out there when you look at them. Um, their senior forward, Ryan Davis, is unbelievable. Their senior guard, Ben Shungu, is very good as well. They're above average on both sides of the ball. Defensively, they're great. They're ranked, like I said, one of the best in the land in terms of effective free uh, field goal percentage and turnover percentage. This is a tough draw for Arkansas, and I like Vermont in this matchup. I personally took Vermont to be Arkansas. Now, if you could sit here and tell me Arkansas has a shot at the Elite Eight because they're that good that they could upset Gonzaga, I wouldn't laugh at you. But I, I just think this is such a tough draw. Also, in Buffalo... Vermont's not that far away. Uh, something doesn't feel right for me with this Arkansas team with this matchup. I took Vermont. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, as I, this is a tough matchup. Um, historically, I'll throw some stats at you. Not that historical, you know, precedent really means all that much because every, you know, every year is a new team. Um, but. Uh, Arkansas is 11 and 0 when they are a six seed or higher in the first round and UVM is 1 and 6 overall whenever they made the tournament. Mm -hmm. So I lean Arkansas, but that being said, UVM this is This is by far Vermont's best team they've had. Yeah, exactly. That that <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is that being said that um UVM is it, it, this is by far Vermont's best team that they've had and if ever they were going to change that and and really make a stand it it's it is right now in this game um see i i took arkansas mm -hmm. um yeah that, that's a hard one because because I, I i would i would run with arkansas um i would I concede arkansas for the the group on the basis that i do like this arkansas team i do and I, I think they got a really, really bad draw because personally, I think they're the best four seed out there. Yeah. Um, it, it just happens to be that they got Vermont, who is yeah. on an absolute tear right now. But for sake of argument, um, I like Arkansas enough. I'm willing to concede that. So right. we'll, we'll go we'll go with Arkansas we'll, here. We'll definitely find that uh, that upset um, and I possibly pretty soon. Uh, yeah. Let's continue. Um, so Alabama will either play, this is a six and 11 matchup. Alabama will play the winner of the first four between Rutgers and Notre Dame. Now I, I, and as this show airs, I mean, this, this game is, uh, the night of when the show airs, mm -hmm. you'll know. And this is kind of where personally on my bracket, I've been kind of holding out on. Because it depends who wins this game. I, for conversation's sake, am saying Rutgers wins the play-in game. Agreed. Rutgers is a very good team coming out of the Big Ten that not a lot of people are talking about simply because the Big Ten um, is the deepest conference this year in all of basketball. Mm -hmm. um, and this is an Alabama team that they're back, but they're just not, they're not the same. Um, they enter the tourney having lost three of their last four. Uh, they have a strong resume. They beat Gonzaga this year. They beat Houston this year, who we'll get to. 
They're guard heavy. Um, they barely shoot over 30% as a team from deep. And this is a group that can make a deep run if they get hot, but their reliance on perimeter shooting makes them a volatile offense. Rutgers can go toe-to-toe offensively with this team. It doesn't feel right to me for Alabama. I took Rutgers. I agree, 100%. I think Rutgers can beat Alabama um, for sure. And on, I'm going to throw out weird stats as we go, as much as I have them. And um, I don't, I, I actually don't have the actual stats pulled up because I, I read it in an article and it, it I, I can't pull it up at this moment. Um, but in terms of 6-11, kind of those like weird matchups, 5-12, um, when both uh, teams come from uh, a major conference, um, so, so if one comes from a major and one comes from a minor, the major almost always wins regardless of whether they're the top seed or the lower seed, they're usually the top seed. Um, when they're split like that, that the major usually wins. When they're the same, when they're both either both majors or both minors, the lower seed wins like 60% of the time. And so Rutgers and Alabama both playing. I'm going to pick Rutgers for everything that you stated, but also you have that historical backing with you. So it, 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 the tournament is a lot of analysis, but also I think you have to throw in a little bit of like just the historical record because, because it's so hard to predict these games because anyone can win any game on almost anyone can win any game. Like the 16 and, this, and the ones this year, hard, but... I, I'm going to give this people to, or give this thought to the people out there. Keep in mind in the back of your head as we go through this bracket, the 6-11 matchup. And I think Taylor knows where I'm going to be going with that. But that's a matchup that we're going to be focusing in Mm -hmm. on a lot when it comes to the other three regions. I 100%. Yeah, I I totally agree. Like, we don't have to talk about it because we're going to get to it, but I totally agree with you. So we're going to move on. The three seed Texas Tech against 14 seed Montana State. Um, Look, I really like this Texas Tech team. Really, really like this Texas Tech team this year. Um, I know there's a lot of love out there for Montana State. A sexy 14-3 matchup. We've seen that the past couple years now. We've seen a 14 really give three a scare, whether they beat them or not or another thing. Last year, a 14 did beat a three. So keep that in mind. It's not this year. Texas Tech <laughs> not is coming. This game. <laughs> it's not not this game. Oh, for sure. It, it's um, Texas Tech is one of the best team best teams out there, best and it's almost country, and it's almost a disservice that they're a three seed. I think they were mm-hmm. very close to a two. There's another three seed that I think should be a two. Um, we're gonna get to that as well. Texas Tech is not losing this game. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Texas Tech has one of, if not the best defense in the the country. Um, there's no way that they're losing. I mean, I shouldn't say no way, but like 99% sure they're not going to lose this game. 7-10 and the 7-10 matchups are always interesting. Could really go either way. We know that. These are the teams that have been on, that were pretty much on the, bum, on the bubble. You knew they were going to get themselves into the tournament, but there was still a little bit of wiggle room that they might not. The first 7-10 matchup that comes from the West region is Michigan State and Davidson. Davidson absolutely choked away their conference tournament against Richmond, and 
you know, my parlay will thank them for that as well. Those jabronis. Um, <laughs> I couldn't believe what, I couldn't believe how Davidson choked this game away. They operate yeah. um, little urgency on offense, um, but don't mistake that for unwillingness to score the ball. They're efficient. They struggle to create turnovers. If they dictate Temple, they're a difficult matchup, even for very skillful teams. That leads me to Michigan State. And Michigan State, come March, with Tom Izzo, you never count against the Spartans, ever. Um, they had a really rough February, really rough February. But this is a Michigan State team that's picked up some much-needed momentum. They beat uh, Purdue. They beat UConn. Lost to my Penn State Nittany Lions. And I will say this. If you lost to my Penn State Nittany Lions, you got some uh-ohs, okay? Um, <laughs> we're not really a basketball school. Um, <laughs> At least you're um, honest. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day I'll be able to pick Penn State in the bracket. It won't maybe be this year, though. Um, they do have a top 10 recruiting class for next year, though. Just saying. Um, Michigan state, Michigan state ranks about as average as it can get when it comes to offensive and defensive efficiency, (coughs) excuse me. However, I'm not counting Tom Izzo out to get into the dance and lose their first game against Davidson. I'm going Michigan state. So this is another one that we're going to differ on um, because I do like Davidson in this game. I think that um, because of the location of this game, where it's going to be taking place, it's essentially a home game for Davidson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they shoot the ball well and, and being so close to home, I, I, I do think that they have the the real possibility to um, to outshoot Michigan State and win this game. I have them personally winning in my bracket. Um, but... Um, I mean, I, I gave, we, we took Arkansas, right? We did take Arkansas. Yep. Yeah. So I'll, I'll concede Davidson for Michigan state in this one. Though I do like Davidson. So if in your personal bracket, I mean, take it with a grain of salt. I like Davidson. I mean, this was not, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say this was the easiest pick. Um, I I mean, I did consider Davidson. Davidson. Um, but I, I do think Michigan State is bigger, better, stronger. Talent-wise, they should beat Davidson. Will they? That's a whole other conversation that we you know, could sit here until we're blue in the face. Let's go to 215, Taylor. and <laughs> Duke, Duke, who's a two-seed, maybe not deservedly so, but Coach Probably K's final, final ride. This is a Duke team that's been very up and down not exactly playing their best basketball of late playing 15 Cal Fullerton. Um, look, I know Duke has been prone to this matchup before we have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cal Fullerton is, uh, Cal Fullerton is not a bad basketball team. However, they're not, you know, they're not anything that should take down this Duke team that a few close losses during the regular season, you know, does serve red flags for a young team, but you got a bunch of NBA talent on this roster. They should be able to at least handle 15 seed Cal Fullerton. I took Duke. Yeah, I also took Duke. Um, but like you said, I, I'm not high on Duke. I think Duke got the two seed because their name is Duke. And and and, and the circumstances coach, around the program yeah, this year. And their yep. coach is on his the legendary coach is on his last game. But I mean, in my personal bracket, I'll, I'll just put this out there. I have 
Davidson in the second round beating Duke. So I- I'm not really high on Duke at all. But I do think that they'll beat this. They'll win this game. I mean, yeah. All right. So we go to the round of 32, Taylor. Um, Gonzaga faces off against Memphis. I, I We talked a little bit about Memphis potentially giving Gonzaga a run. Look, Gonzaga is still one of the best teams out there in the country. Memphis is very young. Um, and they are what they are. They're a nine seed. I don't see Gonzaga stumbling against Memphis here. Neither do I. I had Boise State, obviously, but I still have Gonzaga beating either one of the teams they face. It'll be a good matchup, I think, mm-hmm. and it could be close, and and they could, um, either Boise State or Memphis could pose a problem for uh, the Zags, but ultimately I think Gonzaga is one of the best teams in the country, and I do think they're going to go far in this tournament. UConn and Arkansas. Now, I have UConn playing Vermont in this matchup. So I did take I, – I, I put the stop at the Vermont Cinderella here. I personally do like UConn a lot. So if I- UConn faces Arkansas, though, I would take Arkansas. Like I said, Arkansas, I believe, can make a deep run. It depends on if they get away from Vermont. I like UConn, but I would take Arkansas in this matchup. I picked UConn again to beat Arkansas. I, I, I mean, I'm, we both personally have UConn. I'm good with taking UConn. Yeah, let's go for it because I do think that UConn is, is just a hot team right now. and I, I They're just playing very good ball. Very they can, good ball. They can definitely take on any uh, – up until the Sweet 16, I definitely think that they can reach it. Absolutely. So that goes – leads us to uh, 11 Rutgers taking on three Texas Tech. I have already given out my – my high regards to Texas Tech. I think Rutgers is good enough to beat Bama, but Texas Tech, in my opinion, quite possibly is the second best team in this region. I might have just leaked something there, but <laughs> I, I think Texas Tech is good enough to make a very deep run. Uh, they beat Rutgers here. Agreed. Michigan State and Duke. Now this, <laughs> this would be a legendary game. Tom Izzo versus Coach K to head to the Sweet 16. Look, I, I mean, Michigan State and Davidson, between those two matchups, I'm not high on either team. I'll be mm-hmm. clear about that now. Um, Duke has had its faults. Taylor, I know you had Davidson beating Duke, but I at least like Duke to make it to the Sweet 16. <laughs> I don't know how much further I'm taking Duke, but a Duke Sweet 16 run, I will at least put into play. Sure, sure, we can go with it. Um, I, I personally don't think so. I, I just, there's something about, like, like even in Coach K's, like, last, like, regular season game, they couldn't even win. Like, they, they, they had a, you know, a heartbreaking, like, Lost they to were, UNC and then got absolutely dismantled in the championship game by a red hot Virginia Tech team. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I, I just I put no stock in this Duke team at all. Like no. I, I don't think that the magic of Coach K's final season is helping them at all. In fact, if anything, it's probably more of a distraction than anything else. And I just don't see this Duke team going very far. But uh, for the sake of argument, we can take them. Uh, to make this week 16. I don't think either one of us is going to have them in the Elite Eight. Mm-mm. But um, Gonzaga and UConn should be a hell of a game, and Gonzaga is on upset alert, uh, but I am going to take Gonzaga here. I agree. Yep. Just a better team, in my opinion. Texas Tech and Duke. This is where the ride for Coach K ends. Um, I think Texas Tech is a better team. They've been a more consistent team. They're a better defensive team, and they're more consistent on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Duke has just been too inconsistent 
for me to trust them. Um, putting them in the Sweet 16 is uncomfortable. Taking them to the Elite Eight is really uncomfortable. I'm going Texas Tech, and I think, Taylor, you agree. Yeah, I mean, I had, I had Davidson beating them in the second round. And so, yeah, I had, I also had Davidson's run ending when they faced Texas Tech. Texas Tech is, is a really 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 good team they probably should have been at least a two seed um mm-hmm. and not a three seed you could probably switch duke and them and i would be cur- perfectly happy with them in a seating switch right there but um yeah no texas tech is is making the elite eight that makes up a hell of an elite eight game in the west region between gonzaga and texas tech uh taylor i, I mean we love Texas Tech, right? Mm-hmm. Gonzaga, just to me, I mean, they are one of the best teams. They have the nation's best player in Chet Holmgren. Uh, yep. I mean, this is a Gonzaga team that I think if they're finally going to get over the hump, it would be this year. I think they're enough to overwhelm Texas Tech on the offensive side of the ball to go ahead and beat them. Yeah, I agree. This is where our brackets finally um, my bra- my personal bracket that I have in the Godzilla Media and the bracket that we're making finally agree Gonzaga and Texas Tech in the Elite Eight and Gonzaga winning. Good game. Maybe even a great game. I was like, gonna say, and if you told me Texas Zags. and if you tell me Texas Tech beats Gonzaga, wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Nope. So that will do it. So Gonzaga, keep this in your back pocket. Gonzaga is the sports with a Z and a T representative in the final four for the West region. Before we head to the East region, I do want to mention that we are sponsored by Johnstone supply in Troy. And as you could tell, it's March. It's <laughs> never too early to start thinking about summer though. And that AC call now for preseason pricing on John Goodman's central ACs, or if you're looking to go with Jitsu mini splits. Yeah, they've got that too. The best quality products at unbeatable prices. And if you're a homeowner that's mulling your options and want to get hooked up with a local contractor that can figure out your family's needs, call Johnstone Supply and Troy. And they've got you covered. And as always, lowest prices on those Milwaukee tools guaranteed. Let's go to that East region, Taylor. And this might be one of the biggest crapshoot regions in the entire tournament. Um, and, and we'll get right to it. Baylor and Norfolk State. Um, Baylor is not healthy. They're not, you know, what everybody believes them to be as a one seed. They lost starting center Jonathan uh, Chama for the season. They preserved their claim to share of the Big 12 regular season title. They have plenty of wins to back up their resume. Um, they, look, Norfolk State, 16th seed. One seeds beat 16 seeds, except once in all time history. I'm going with Baylor here. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, you know, it's only happened once. And even that once, I would still call it a fluke. I mean, you know, Virginia is what Virginia is. But um, yeah, no, Baylor. Baylor's a much better team than Norfolk State. That leads us to an interesting 8-9 matchup. That's UNC taking on Marquette. Look. The UNC, I mean, 24 and 9, they've had a roller coaster of a year. They closed the regular season out with five straight wins. And as we talked about, one of them was Coach K's farewell game at Duke. Um, the ceiling for this team is high, given that they are elite from the stripe. They can rebound with anyone in the country. Um, average defense makes for a very low floor, though. So keep that in mind when you look at a Marquette team 
very streaky with one critical upset making skill, their pace. And then they have a head coach in Shaka Smart. I love Shaka Smart. Back when I lived in Richmond, back in my younger days, Shaka Smart was the head coach of VCU, took them to the final four, had that havoc defense. This is a defense that when it comes tournament time can really, really cause problems. Um, they play one of the fastest offenses in the country. Combine that with the defense that completely throws off opponents and puts them into a frenzy. This is a Marquette, Marquette team that's big game ready heading into the big dance. Um, they weathered a schedule that featured 12 ranked opponents. So they're good. They're 19 and 12. Um, I'm still going UNC though. They are one of the better teams in the ACC got caught up with a very hot Virginia tech team, um, but was really hot down the stretch and I like UNC here. Yeah, uh, this one's, I mean, the eight, eight nines are always tough. Um, and both teams play at a fairly similar pace. They both average roughly 70% or uh, 70 possessions uh, per 40 minutes. Um, Marquette relies on Lewis a lot. Um, you know, they're big body six foot seven forward, and he can make things happen. They, he scored 33 points with nine rebounds and six assists over Seton Hall um, earlier in the year. And the the problem with Marquette is if they rely too much on him um, and whether North Carolina can, if they focus on him and slow him down, whether they can um, do enough to, to score. Um, yeah, I, I, this one's a toss up. I mean, in my personal bracket, I have Marquette, but I, I'm willing to go North Carolina. Again, the eights, nines, so close. Um, I, I do think that these are, I mean, sometimes eight nines are not truly that close. Um, but I do think that the one we talked about before and this one, I think mm -hmm. the eight, nine is close enough to where I don't really care. Um, picking either one, either one, I think is good. I'm, I'm picking Marquette, but we can pick North Carolina and, and that's fine by me. Okay. So we'll put in UNC there. That leads us to the next five, 12 matchup that will be, uh, dependent on another first four play in game number five saint mary's will either host wyoming or indiana now this is a game that when i was when i was looking at it i was like okay that i mean if indiana wins i'll strongly consider it if wyoming wins i feel less about it but the more i thought about it taylor this is a saint mary's team that has one of the best defenses in the country as they look to make a sweet 16 run for the first time since 2010, they have a methodical offense. They can hit the three. Um, however, all of their losses have a thing in common, an opponent who held them to below 40% from the field. So if they fall behind late, they don't have the pace to erase a deficit. And of course the 12, five conversation always comes in. I, I, I like Indiana. Um, I do. But this is also a St. Mary's team that beat Gonzaga. Um, they 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 beat Notre Dame. This is tough for me. Uh, lost to Wisconsin, a Big Ten team as well. As of now, I have St. Mary's winning this game. I think this one is um, one that if you're feeling frisky, you could definitely pull an upset here. Yeah. I think if it's Indiana, I think that there's a very high chance that they beat uh, St. Mary's. If it's Wyoming, I'd probably lean towards St. Mary's. But I, I just think that this is a matchup where they match up really well, especially Indiana. So if if 
if Indiana wins this, the plan game, I, we can take St. Mary's, but if you're building a bracket and you're trying to find, cause there's always going to be that upset in the first round. I think this is one that you really have to look hard at and, and maybe go Indiana over, over St. Mary's. Yeah. I, I mean, I have St. Mary's right now. I can't say if Indiana wins their game, that will stay mm-hmm. um, the case. I do know this is a St. Mary's team that's very good. Like I said, one of the best defensive teams out there in the country has beaten Gonzaga. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'll leave this up to you. I mean, I, I don't know what you – I think you said that you personally have St. Mary's. I do. Um, no, I have uh, the other one. You have Indiana. Well, I assume it's going if, to be Indiana. If, Indiana if, it, so. if it's Wyoming, then I, I might go St. Mary's, but I assume it's going to be Indiana, and I, I do have Indiana. So let's for – because this – you said you were comfortable taking St. Mary's? Yes. Let's do this because we don't – we already took a play-in team. Mm-hmm. Let's pick – if you're comfortable with the St. Mary's, just so we don't take more Rutgers and Notre Dame. Right. 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 So, so, so watch us, you know, have both of these picks based on teams that lose, you know what I'm saying? No, for real. Yeah. So I get you just for conversation. We'll take St. Mary's, but if you are comfortable taking the Indiana upset out there for your personal brackets, um, I, I would strongly consider that. Yeah, it might be moot point. You know, if Indiana were to lose to Wyoming, correct, then, then in my opinion, St. Mary's would be. Yeah, like, right. If right. Wyoming's there, I, I'm taking St. Mary's. If Indiana's there, I'm going to have to really take a hard look at Indiana there. Um, the next game is UCLA at four against 13 Akron. Um, stop yourself. UCLA is the most overlooked four seed I have ever seen in my life. UCLA could make a run to the final four people. I mean, this is a team that hasn't been healthy all year and is bringing back every single starter that took them to the championship game last year and went into overtime with Baylor. So, so let's not sit here and say that UCLA is a threat to lose to Akron. UCLA is going to win this game. Yeah, no, I agree with you on this one. Usually UCLA is winning this game. I, I mean, I could say with 100% certainty, but I can't because this is March and you never know what's going to happen. But never know. Uh, with as much confidence as I could possibly have, I think UCLA wins this matchup. Uh, that brings us to another 6-11 matchup that could be the worst kept secret out there. Um, <laughs> Texas is getting a rough draw here against the ACC champion 11 seed Virginia Tech Hokies. I mean, this is a Virginia Tech team knocked off Duke in the ACC championship game. Um, You know, they, they are the hot. Honestly, you could probably say they are the hottest team in the country right now. Uh, The, the way they have been playing after they turned around, they lost six of eight to start the year and have completely flipped it around. Uh, they, they they face a Texas team that can compete with anybody. Let's be clear. Um, they're a very good defensive team, but they proved to be shaky f- uh, from game to game on the offensive side of the ball. <clears throat> um, I, I'm taking Virginia Tech here. Virginia Tech is playing hot at, or, or is playing their best basketball at the right time. Just ran through the ACC tournament, beat Duke, and now they play Texas, who has underwhelmed all season long. Uh, another, remember I said, keep in mind the 11 to six matchups. Here's another one. I'm taking Vatek. Yes. And this was 
one of the 11 and six matchups that I uh, knew you, that you were talking about because I as well also have Virginia tech. Virginia tech is arguably the hottest team in the country heading into the tournament. And you can't discount that. Um, a lot about the tournament is all momentum. It's hot. Yeah. yeah. You can obviously see like uh, in years past, like it's not always the chalk. It's rarely ever the chalk. Actually it's, it's a lot of the, whoever's the hottest team can go and make a deep run. And that's Virginia tech. And I think that they definitely get past Texas and make a deep run. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings us to Purdue and Yale. Uh, Purdue is really, guys, Purdue is really, really good. Do not do not shy away of the fact that they lost to Iowa in the Big Ten Championship as a knock on them. Uh, they have probably one of the best players in the country, <coughs> excuse me, in Jay and Ivy. Uh, this is a kid that I, I watched absolutely shred the Big Ten schedule all year long. Um, at 27-7, and seven, they can outshoot anyone. This is a Purdue team that's the best, one of the best teams in the country when it comes to offensive metrics. However, they rank outside the top 100 in defense and force turnovers at one of the lowest rates. They don't take much away from their opponents, and if they match up with the team that can shoot an efficient level, it could cause problems. Yale ain't that team. Yale ain't that team. (laughs) Purdue's going to win. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Not much more to say. I think Yale is definitely going to beat – or Purdue is definitely going to be Yale. Sorry. Murray state and San Francisco, the most bizarre seven ten like <laughs> matchup, just like two schools that you know, nothing a lot about just because they're smaller schools. Uh, Murray state, John Morant's former school uh, and yes, Alma facing San Francisco. This is a Murray state team. They're 30 and two. One of their losses was to Auburn. Who's been a top 10 team in the country all year. Um, against a San Francisco team who's very, very good, equally talented on both offense and defense, but San Francisco's kryptonite to any team that relies on three-pointers. Um, they cannot stop the three, and, and it just so happens that Murray State uh, can light it up, absolutely light it up. Uh, this is one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the nation as well, thrives off forcing turnovers, uh, Murray State is very good. Um, they have a tough draw being in this region, or else I could push them further. Um, and we'll get to that. Why I like Murray State a lot. Yeah, I I agree with you. I also like Murray State a lot. Um, I will get to it, but I I think Murray State can make a little bit of a run here in the tournament. Um, so yeah, I, I'd take Murray State in this first matchup easily. Uh, Kentucky and St. Peter's Kentucky could have very well been a one seed this year. Uh, they are, in my opinion, a top five team in the country. Uh, I think not a lot of people are talking about Kentucky, uh, simply because they were under, uh, you know, they were in an sec that, you know, Tennessee was there. Auburn was there. This is a loaded sec this year, solid on both ends of the court. Um, they can make a deep tournament run on offense. Wildcats are extremely efficient, consistently finding high percentage shots. Um, they do everything well. They have four upperclassmen in the starting lineup. They're well-weathered. Um, they're not relying on freshmen as some previous Calipari teams have been, and that's where typically Calipari teams get in trouble. This is a very good, deep, um, veteran Kentucky team. There is not a chance in hell St. Peter's goes in and beats Kentucky. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I mean, you know, 
the 215 happens the upset happens a little more i mean obviously more than the the 116 because that's only happened has once. happened ninth or nine yeah. nine times ever yeah, so so it, it it happens but i don't see it happening this year I mean, I mean, last year a two a two did fall to the fifteen when Ohio State fell victim to Oral Roberts. Oh um, yeah, destroyed K- a lot of brackets. Kentucky is not Ohio State, folks. I don't think that Kentucky is going to be that team at all. I I have yeah beating St. Peter's. All right, so let's wrap around to the top of the East region again. Baylor and UNC. Now a lot of people have had UNC beating Baylor here. I think Baylor is good enough to beat UNC. Um, and at least get to the Sweet 16 here. They're they're still very, very good. They're the defending champions. They kept the one seed. Uh, they're going to beat UNC, who's not quite there yet. Yeah, see, exactly. E- either either UNC or Marquette. I-, I have, in my personal bracket, I have Marquette, but still have them at Baylor beating Marquette or UNC. Whoever they face there, I, I still think Baylor is one of the top teams in the country, deservedly so, and I think that they will make it. Uh, UCLA takes on St. Mary's in our round of 32. Um, we were already flirting with St. Mary's getting upset and talking about how UCLA is one of the best teams out there. Very overlooked as a four seed. I really like this UCL, UCLA team. Taylor, you seem to echo my sentiment there. I'm going with UCLA over St. Mary's in this one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I had the 12 going uh, forward, but still, when, when they face UCLA... No, I have UCLA winning that matchup. UCLA, UCLA is one of the best teams in the country. I have them facing Baylor in um, in the Sweet 16. Virginia Tech and Purdue, and as much as I wanted to push Virginia Tech through, Purdue, it's a it's a really really tough draw. Purdue, like I said, has a top two player in the country with Jay and Ivy being right there with Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga. Um, this Purdue team is just I, I I can't I can't do it. Purdue is much better. They're more physical. They can shoot the ball with Virginia Tech. I took Purdue. Um yeah, see this one I, I have Virginia Tech beating Purdue just because I just think mm. that Virginia Tech is as hot as you can possibly be. And I do think that Purdue has some holes that Virginia Tech can exploit if they're playing as well as they have been. Um, and so it, it, in my personal bracket, I, I do have Virginia Tech beating Purdue. I have Virginia Tech actually making it pretty far um, in the tournament. Um, so, mm. but I mean, you know, I'm not, I, I wouldn't think you're crazy for picking Purdue. And if we're, if we're picking here, um, I don't know. Do we have an upset in the second round yet? I mean, technically... Um, UConn technically, but that's not really an upset. We have UConn beating Arkansas. Yeah. Um, um, there's, I'm looking, I'm trying to look. No, uh, (laughs) no, not, not, not a crazy upset. Not yet. No. Uh, if ever there was one that we were gonna do, I I feel strongly that Virginia Tech or uh, Virginia Virginia Tech is, is one we could do. All right, I'll do it. Nice. I'll do it. 
I'll probably get boned and they won't win, but you know what? I was, I was saying that I'm going to say I, I, I told you so. <laughs> That's, um, fine. That's fine. Um, we got to get one in there. I, I think that they have a good no, chance you do. You do. to, to upset you do. in the second round. Um, that leads to Murray State and Kentucky. I already echoed, you know, I feel like Kentucky's really, really good, potentially a top five team in the country. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I like Murray State, but not that much. Kentucky's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. We can go with Kentucky. Yeah. I, 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 at first I had Murray state just because I, I, if any, there was a Cinderella, I think it would be them, but you know what? Virginia Tech's my Cinderella and I'll, I'll take Kentucky over to Murray state. Yeah. Baylor and UCLA. This is where Baylor falls. Um, I really like UCLA here. Yeah. I I'm telling you people are overlooking this UCLA team because they didn't have as good of a year as people thought after coming off of the championship game season a year ago UCLA hasn't been healthy they just got healthy and they've been playing better ball of late <clears throat> and quite honestly could have easily won uh the Pac-12 tournament they have a huge advantage with bringing back their starting five um Johnny Jazan uh Jamie Jack is back from last year's final four team um, all the pieces to make another deep tournament run. They're terrific at limited turnovers. They have only one starter who comes in under six, seven. So that's a little bit of an issue. However, it's not like Baylor dominates with size either. I like UCLA. I like Baylor. Um, um I, 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 this is going to be tough because I know that in the next one, you're probably going to have Kentucky beating Virginia tech, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I have Virginia tech beating Kentucky and UCLA beating or Baylor beating UCLA. Um, you want to compromise and have Baylor. And no, I don't, Kentucky? but yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is how it is. This is how it is. Damn. No, um, <laughs> I'll give you Baylor if you give me Kentucky. Fair. <clears throat> Let's do it. Okay. All right. Baylor and Kentucky. I mean, I just I'm really high on Virginia Tech. And I, I I don't think they go farther, like if we're ever gonna keep going, like in my I don't ha- I have Baylor making the final four over Virginia Tech. Um, but I I I think they can I think that they can have a Cinderella type run. It won't go all the way to the final four, but I think that they can make the elite eight. They're they're just so hot of a team right now, and they have one of the best defenses, and, and they're just playing well. So that leaves us to our Baylor and Kentucky elite eight. I have Kentucky in the final four. I have Kentucky coming out of this region. Um, right. So take that as you will. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with it. We can run with it. I, I mean, you have Baylor losing this round anyway, right? Or no, you said no, you had, I had Baylor, Baylor winning. winning. Oh, okay. I, I do have Baylor winning, but I mean, I had Virginia Tech beating Kentucky. So, I mean, it, at that point, it's it's if you think that Kentucky is that good of a team, um, I have my doubts. But if you if you we can ride them, let's go. All right, final let's four ride them. Kentucky. Let's ride them. Gonzaga versus Kentucky. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Okay. Before we head to the other side of the bracket, which would be the South and the Midwest region, 
I want to remind you all about our second sponsor. That is Mohawk Honda. Spring is here, and it's a great time to get into a new car at Mohawk Honda. Visit Mohawk Honda at Freeman's Bridge Road in Glenville to work with people you can trust during the car buying experience. Follow Mohawk Honda on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And this month, you can watch the Mohawk Honda staff compete in the Plate Change Challenge. March not only brings you this exciting event, but throughout the month, Mohawk Honda and Chevrolet is collecting athletic equipment for underprivileged kids in the Capital Region. Bring your equipment to either location to help the community this month. To find the right price and right vehicle, the spot is Glenville, New York, and Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Let's head to that South Region, Taylor, and that that's where uh, a very, very good Arizona team becomes the number one seed there. And uh, I, I mean, I don't think it really matters. I think Arizona's the best team by by far in this region. Um, I'm going to go Arizona over whatever 16 team it is, whether it be Wright State or Bryant. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Not much, not much to say here. I think Arizona is, you know, they're they're very 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 good, and I don't think anyone can match up with them. Uh, well, at least no one in that 16th spot has a <laughs> yeah. chance. Uh, yeah. Arizona by a lot. Uh, Seton Hall and TCU. This is going to be a really 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 good game. Nine's um, always good. Seton Hall, its offense wins its games. Uh, rebounding will carry this team throughout the tournament, um, in my opinion. If they have a run in them, which look, the winner plays Arizona. So let's not get <laughs> too far ahead of ourselves here. Um, they boast excellent front court depth. Um, they're one of the best rebounding teams. Their defense is elite. One of the best defensive teams out there. Um, they're susceptible to foul trouble. So if they can get into some foul trouble, you have a chance. Um, but I really like the Seton Hall team against TCU. One of the better defensive teams in this year's tournament as well. Doing a really good job of limiting, limiting opponents to their three point shots. Um, coming out of the Big 12, uh, what's problematic with this team is yeah, they're good at limiting the three, but they're also one of the worst three point shooting teams out there, which could prove problematic in a tournament setting. I put I, I took Seton Hall, I understand the logic for some with TCU, but I believe Seton Hall is the better team here. I agree with you. Um, yeah, no, I, I took Seton Hall as well. Um, I, I just believe in them more than I do T, uh, TCU. And yep. I, I think that they're a good team. Um, I think we both agree they won't make it past uh, the round of 32, but that is uh, for later. So, yeah, Seton Hall. That brings us to another 5-12 matchup. That is Houston and UAB, and this has been a very, very sexy um, popular 12 pick upset over Houston. Um, Houston is last year's final four team. They're elite on both sides of the ball. Um, Kyler Edwards, probably their best players, their leading scorer, checks the box in almost every efficient offensive category imaginable. Um, defensively, they're, they're very, very good. They hold opponents to a low shooting percentage. They surrender fewer than 60 points a game as i just lost taylor there hopefully he can join uh once again but in the meantime uh, uh 
Houston is one of the best teams out there, folks, and they they hold opponents under 60 points a game for senior starters. And keep in mind, this was one of the teams that went to the Final Four last year as we just got uh, Taylor back here. And <laughs> Taylor is back. I was just explaining to everybody. Technical difficulties. That uh, Houston was one of the best teams out there, bringing back four senior starters, a team that went to the Final Four last year. Not a very good free throw shooting team, but a team that's been there, done that against the UAB team that enters the tournament um, as uh, Conference USA title champions. Uh very good job at creating turnovers on defense, limit their own mistakes. They have a big lack of size, though. Major problem in most matchups. And this is where I think it's going to become problematic against a Houston team that, to me, is probably the best five seed out there. Um, I'm going to go out there and say that they're defending their Final Four appearance crown. Um, won the American Conference this year. Very good. Very deep. I'm taking Houston. I am also taking Houston. I'm with you on everything you said. Um, yeah, I mean, people got to pick a 12-5 matchup somewhere because there's bound to be at least one upset in, in the There 20. was only one last year. Yeah. Only one. Only one, but bound to be probably at least one. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be, you know, the 12-5, the 13-4, 11-6. All of those are, you know borderline where and that's that's the difference this year with me like typically i hound the 12 5 upsets this year it's the 6 11s for me it's not yeah. so much the 5 12s it's the 6 11s this year for me i'm i'm with you on that and 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 in that vein i i, I picked houston as well so we, we we go with houston illinois and chattanooga and i know a lot of people like this chattanooga team and i get it i i do um this is a chattanooga team that you know they they're a difficult first round matchup for a higher seed. And I understand the logic, but Illinois is here and Illinois is back with a vengeance trying to kind of resurrect themselves after what happened last year. They were my champion last year. I loved um, Illinois last year and I still like them again this year. They are a powerhouse squad with all big 10 players. Kofi Cockburn is an unbelievable player. Uh, player they have Trent Frazier and Alfonso Plummer as well Cockburn is a finalist for the Wooden Award along with Chet Holmgren I believe Jaden Ivey like I said was a a part of that as well Um, create nightmare matchups for opposing teams uh, dominant in almost every asset of his game Illinois is a tremendous team on both ends of the floor. They rank in the top 25 nationally in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. Um, this is a Illinois team that I- I'm not going to sleep on again this year. Um, I-, I took Illinois. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, take Chattanooga if you're feeling frisky and, and think that, that there's other, there's other 13, four matchups that I like a lot better than Chattanooga against Illinois. And again, we I think we're both going to be on the six eleven matchup ter- uh, uh, upset train. Um, the Illinois Finding Illini are are going to beat Chattanooga. I I, I believe that to be true. 
Yeah, Colorado State and Michigan is that 6-11 matchup that you are referencing. And yep. Taylor, you were right. I do have Michigan here, and a little bit of it is my Big Ten bias. However, I also would like to address the fact that, yeah, Colorado State, they play slower than teams. They feature efficient offense. They do a good job limiting turnovers, shooting free throws. Um, that's typically a recipe for March Madness. However, this is a Michigan team. Yes, at 17-14. and 14, um doesn't have that sexy resume that typically a Big Ten team does, especially Michigan. Um, Hunter Dickinson and senior guard Devontae Jones, they enter this year's tournament with more questions than answers. I get that. I mean, this was a team that was in the top 10 to start the year, and then they finished 17-13, conference play. Had key wins against Purdue, Michigan State, Ohio State. Um, had some ugly losses as well. But this is a Michigan team that is more athletic and they are bigger. And when it comes to a Colorado State team that looks forward to uh, getting to the free throw line, Michigan is not your team to allow that to happen. It's just a bad matchup for Colorado State, who's 25 and 5. I get the logic behind it, but I like Michigan in this one. Yeah, and Colorado State's been the more consistent team because Michigan has definitely had its ups and downs. Um, but when it comes down to it, I like Michigan over Colorado State. Juwan Howard will be back after yep. his suspension <laughs> uh, for, yeah. for like, nearly punching um, an assistant coach for another team. But uh, yeah, so Juwan Howard will be back. Michigan, I think, will be motivated. And uh, again, the, like um, pulling up those historic stats, like I said, when there's a major conference team versus a uh, non-major conference team, it, it, the major conference usually comes out on top. And and Michigan with Big Ten, you know, that has to speak for something. And I, I do think that Michigan pulls out this game. I, again, side with you in this 6-11 matchup. We're taking the 11. Yep. And that leads us to the 3-14 matchup. And I have already alluded to <laughs> to this a little bit in our show i will say it again tennessee should be a two seed tennessee deserves to be a two seed after what they have proven this year they're one of the top teams in the country in terms of defensive efficiency um they are led by santiago scovi and kennedy chandler really guard heavy that relies on three-point shooting they occasionally struggle with consistency on that end of the floor but they can make up for it with their defensive effort like i said um this group will need big offensive performances to make a deep run, but it's certainly possible. I think this is overlooked um, as a team that's very strong coming out of the SEC. Longwood making their first ever appearance in the NCAA tournament. Um, good luck to you. Yeah, agreed. Good luck, Longwood. Uh, Tennessee <laughs> takes this game. <laughs> Who is Longwood? Uh, <laughs> let's move to Ohio State and Loyola Chicago, and you look for that 10-7 matchup to have an upset. Yeah, the fighting sister jeans is uh, <laughs> move, moving on here. Uh, let me tell you, it's not even so much about Loyola as it is Ohio State. Um, you could look at it two ways. They could be a sleeper team in this year's tournament because they finished the season with an impressive resume. They beat Duke. They beat Seton Hall. They beat Illinois, split their season series with Wisconsin and Michigan. Um, AJ Liddell um, needs to be relied on. However, this is a team that just lost to my Penn State Nittany Lions in the Big Ten tournament. This is a team that consistently 
disappoints you consistently disappoints um they're 19 and 11 their resume shows that um they do have those impressive wins but i mean they got smacked by iowa um they they've they've lost to penn state they've lost to minnesota they've lost to northwestern this is a team that's up and down um and when you're looking at loyola they're familiar with making noise as a lower seed they've done it they reached the final four as an 11 seed sweet 16 last year as an eight seed i'm not sleeping on this loyola team again i mean this is a team that i had losing to illinois last year i'm taking them to beat ohio state this year yeah and and you know what i'm with you I'm with you because I don't trust Ohio State. I don't. I don't. I mean, if you like, I said, if you lose to my Penn State Nittany Lions in the Big Ten tournament, <laughs> no, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Yeah, and and that says it all for for Bryce to 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 say that about his beloved Nittany Lions. That if a team you know loses to them, then then they deserve to be you know a lower team. So I, I uh, yeah, I'll ride with you. I'll ride with it. Loyola, Chicago, beating Ohio State. Uh, next is Villanova, Delaware. Villanova, two seed, deservedly so. I, I really like this Villanova team. One of the best defensive teams out there. Um, the best free throw shooting team. Um, they don't make mistakes. They don't turn the ball over. They're just very well coached. Shocker, Jay Wright team, <laughs> well coached. Um, do I need to say less? I mean, if you're looking for a 15-2 matchup, um, not Sweetheart, happening. that that was in the West region. It's not in this region. <laughs> no, uh, Villanova. We'll talk about it, but I I really like Villanova. Uh, Villanova is just one of those teams that when come mm-hmm. uh, tournament time, they know how to show up. Exactly, it's a team you can absolutely trust in the tournament. They are one of the best coach teams in the country, especially come play our uh, tournament time. I should playoff time, but this is basically playoffs, obviously for for college football or college basketball. Yeah. Tournament time, Villanova. That's the one you can trust. If Villanova were to lose this two fifteen matchup, I I'll shave my head. Like Villanova's not losing. Villanova's not losing. I kind of want Villanova to lose. No. <laughs> I'm on the record. I'm on the record. If they lose, um, I swear to God. Um, <laughs> Shaving Face Barbershop is going to have a new cut. Yeah, Shaving Face Barbershop. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No. It's just not happening. Yeah, to your yeah. point, it's just not happening. Um, Arizona and Seton Hall, I think we both echo that Arizona is one of the best teams out there. Arizona wins that game. I, I Wait, mean, you, mean just... a, you mean next the next matchup? Oh, Arizona yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're we're under the round. Sorry, of I, now. I swiped over and I was. Oh, you're good. You're good. Right, yeah, Arizona over Seton Hall, Arizona. Yeah, for sure. That moves to an interesting four-five matchup between Houston and Illinois. Um, I like Houston. I do. However, I like Illinois better. I think Illinois is a very good team. They're out for a vengeance after getting dis- not making it to the Sweet 16 as a national champion mm-hmm. favorite last year um, and still very good, very deep. I already listed uh, how deep they are. I do like this Illinois team to beat Houston. I do as well. Yep, I'm with you on that. If only it was this easy all the time with you. Um, <laughs> Tennessee and Michigan, I mean – I feel like, you know, echoing the same thing. I really like Tennessee. 
Michigan is good enough to beat Colorado State, but they're not good enough to beat Tennessee. Agreed. Yep. <laughs> I'm with you. Like Michigan, Michigan can definitely um, – they can come out of the, the round of 64 and beat Colorado State. But they ain't making it to the Sweet 16. No, they're hitting a wall when it comes to Tennessee. Tennessee is a much better team than Michigan, much more consistent, just overall better. That leaves uh, Nova and Loyola. Look, Sister Jean, I'm sorry, but <laughs> again, Nova... just talked about Nova and their consistency, especially in the tournament. No, um, that leaves Arizona and Illinois. And as much as I like Illinois, I really like this Arizona team. I do. Um, there's not many teams, if any, that you could convince me is better than this Arizona team this year. I'm taking Arizona. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think Arizona is one of the is like it, it deservedly so one of the top like eight teams in the country for sure, making it to the lead eight. Tennessee and Villanova produces one hell of a game. Mm-hmm. One hell of a game. Um, mm-hmm. In my personal bracket, I do have Tennessee winning this game, and I will give you the reason why. Um, Villanova doesn't turn the ball over. They're very efficient at the free throw line but they do struggle making their shots. All I need to reference is go back and watch the championship game of the big East. It was 20 to 19 at halftime. Um, this is a team that struggles and I like Connor Gillespie a lot. I think he's very good. However, he does have his down games. Tennessee's not a team to have a down game against. Villanova is susceptible to it. I like Tennessee offensively enough that it's going to be the difference. It hurts me because Nova is a Philly, Philly school. I'm taking Tennessee. I like Villanova. I like Villanova um, because I mean, 2019 at halftime. I'll, that- I'll, 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 I'll surrender that. I, okay. I mean, I, I, I cool. like Villanova. I, I like it enough. Personally, I'm not doing it, but. I'll I'll surrender you, Villanova. All right. I just think that the more consistent team, like you said, they don't make mistakes. And when it comes to tournament time, that's like one of the most important things you can do as a basketball team is just make the smart plays, not make mistakes. And I think that Villanova is known, especially in the tournament, for making the smart plays. They just they just play such sound basketball when it matters most. And I think that there's something to be said for that. Arizona and Villanova. I mean Look, Villanova's a great story. They're very, very good. But Arizona is a powerhouse this year. I personally like it. I I like Villanova, but I will concede Arizona to you in this one because I do think, obviously, like that this, this matchup could go either way. I like Villanova, but Arizona is one of the best teams in the country. And so I, I'll give you Arizona in this one to make it to the okay. Final Four. All right, so that leaves, uh, that leaves one more region there uh there taylor and before we get to that final uh region the fourth and final region we have to get to our third and final uh promotion and as you know maybe it's you know maybe it's out now the cat's out of the bag it's march madness right (laughs) um this is the year you can compete against us taylor and i the entire Godzilla Media bracket, all the Godzilla Media podcasts, sponsored by Hooters. Join Hooters and the guys right here with Sports of the Z and a T and everyone else 
in picking the Cinderellas, those dark horses, the final four national champion in this year's NCAA men's tournament. Top three finishers will get prizes thanks to the Albany Empire, Godzilla Media, and Hooters. The best place to watch all the madness is Hooters on Wolf Road with the best prices, selection on Wayne's drink specials, more TVs than you can count, and more. Uh, the place to go is Hooters. Wednesday, March 17th, that's today, Godzilla Media will present its NCAA tournament preview show on its YouTube channel thanks to Hooters and on Friday in between round one action with Levac and Gaz live on location in between happy hour to break down and preview all the action live at 530. Hooters is the place to enjoy the madness this month. Join the group today with the link. So if you go to the YouTube description of our show or if you're on Apple or Spotify, go right below where you see the description there's a link to go to the godzilla media bracket tournament challenge you can join make sure you do you face me you'll face taylor you'll face otis (laughs) you're not gonna lose to otis okay well if you do i mean if you do there might be a problem because he literally picks via treat um so good luck with that i i i like i almost feel bad because i know otis is gonna be like dead last in in the bracket but maybe not maybe not (laughs) hey you never know he might win you millions of dollars um last year he had georgetown winning it all so (laughs) (laughs) and he had three 16 seeds (laughs) ones so that's so Otis is probably not going to win, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. You never know. If my look, if my dog wins, he better get a prize. That's all I'm saying. If my <laughs> dog wins, he better get a prize. Uh, um, but no, definitely join that link. Face against all of us, it's going to be a good time. Also, if if you <clears throat> don't have Spotify or you're incapable of clicking on links, but you you enter into ESPN, if you just search the group search Godzilla media it's the only one there so it's the only easy one way to find it we are we are one of one Godzilla media so just search for that you'll find it right away i'm already joined bryce is already joined we're all already joined there's there's a lot of people in it already yeah there is um, there's a very there's more than i even expected yeah um, there's, there's, there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot in there so get your names in there and compete with us all right taylor you ready i'm ready fourth and final region let's do it Midwest region, and that is where uh, they are led by the number one Kansas Jayhawks, uh, another very good program out there coming out of the Big 12. They face either the winner of Texas Southern or Texas A&M CC. I don't know who CC is. Um, (laughs) TCC? But I can assure you that it does not matter. Kansas wins this game. I would agree with you. Whoever TCC is... (laughs) Even if they win, they're not winning against Kansas. No. That that leads up to a very intriguing 8-9 matchup. Um, San Diego State and Creighton. And Creighton made some noise in last year's tournament, and they do bring back one of the best glass cleaning and rim protecting squads in the tournament. Their defense ranks among the nation's best. Um, they're a very young team. And that inexperience is reflected in high turnover rates, which is something the opposite of what Villanova, like what we praise Villanova for, is what we're going to knock Creighton for here. 
um, high turnover rates, inconsistent offense. They can score just enough to eke out close wins. But I have my concerns, especially against the San Diego State team, Taylor. Um, there may be no team in the field that relies more on its defense to win games. Uh, San Diego State is tremendous at that end, shining in nearly every metric. And what did I just say Creighton wasn't very good with? Uh, yeah, they turn the ball over a lot, and they're inconsistent on that end of the floor. Um, offensively, they are challenged. They lean heavily on powerful guard Matt Bradley to keep them afloat, and if they want to make it ugly, um, they're going to win a lot of close games that way. And like I said, the kind of bodes well for them considering who they're playing here in Creighton. I took San Diego State. Keep in yeah. mind, it's also in Texas, so it's closer to them than Creighton. Yeah, yeah. I, I also... You're trying um, to get some last-minute advice over there? like, <laughs> <laughs> Of course, of course. I'm always taking in as much as I can. Um, no, I am I, also taking... Um, I'm taking San Diego State. I, I just don't trust Creighton, uh, like you said, like, you know, given their turnovers, given given what they they lack, I think that San Diego State will be able to capitalize on it. Um, and, yeah, uh, I don't have much more to say than you do. I'm, I'm taking San Diego State as well. Another 5-12. And, like I said, there's more attractive uh, 5-12 upsets out there if you're looking for that avenue. Iowa and Richmond. Um, let's start with Richmond. They get nearly 40 points a night from their starting front court, uh, rebounded from a slow final month, of the regular season looked good in the eight 10 tournament. Um, they, I mean, came back late against Davidson to win the a 10 tournament. However, they face Iowa, the big 10 champions, one of the hottest teams in the country playing tremendous basketball right now. And at the right time. Um, their top five nationally and adjusted offensive efficiency can beat teams in a number of ways. Keegan Murray is a matchup problem. I don't care who you are. One of the top scorers in the country and with plenty of shooters around him. Um, this Iowa team has the size. They have the depth to compete with any team in the country. Could be a force in this tournament, Taylor. I am telling you now, watch out for this Iowa team who's playing well at the right time and has the depth and the talent to back it up. Yeah, I I agree. Iowa again, one of those really really hot teams, especially uh, like heating up at the right time, uh, as you say, and 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 that's that's what you want when you're entering the tournament time because a lot about this tournament, you know, it, there's a lot of games. Anything can happen. Any team can conceivably beat any team. What it's going to come down to a lot of the time is momentum. Which team has the momentum? That's why I'm so high on Virginia Tech because I do think that they have the momentum going into the tournament that they can carry it for a long run. At some point, talent does win out over uh, momentum, and and even the Cinderellas never usually make it farther than the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight. They don't usually make it to the Final Four. It's not usually you know you don't see a, a ten seed in the Final Four usually, um, but there's something to be said for momentum and Iowa has all the momentum in the world heading into this tournament. I think that, I mean, in this first matchup, Iowa Richmond, I'm taking Iowa 10 times out of 10. So that leads to this four thirteen matchup between Providence and South Dakota state. And there's a lot to talk about on really both sides of the ball here. It's more of a home game for Providence. Keep in mind it's Buffalo. Um, 
South Dakota State brings the longest win streak in all of Division One at 21 straight games. Um, they have one of the highest scoring offenses. There are no other team more accurate from deep. Um, they're undefeated this year when leading at halftime. Uh, Taylor just turned off his lights. I right didn't now. do that. It just turned off randomly, which is kind of creepy, but yeah. <laughs> um, they're vulnerable to big runs. They don't have a very good defense. Um, don't sleep on them. Um, the Summit League champion has won their first round game each of the last two tournaments. I know Taylor likes those fun facts. I'm going to throw that fun fact in there. However, I do like the fun facts. Providence. Providence. I like the South Dakota State team, but Providence. Regular season Big East champs arrive on the strength of their offense. They're, they run a slow, methodical offense. They make it a point to feed inside to the big man. Um, this is a squad that's 11-2 and two in games decided by five points or less. They know how to win close games. They are vulnerable to teams who defend the interior well, and their defense fails to force turnovers, um, which could be troublesome. However, this is a team that some people like as a Cinderella Final Four team. That's how good this Providence team could be. I do have them beating South Dakota State. I do not. Um, I'm not as high on Providence as you are. In fact, that that video that you heard playing um, uh, was he, he, he. This guy's talking about the the Providence South Dakota State. Um, matchup and and what he points out and what i'm going to point out i'm going to bring it from him credit to that guy on tiktok or wherever yeah, credit he's to that guy yeah i mean i could tell you who his name is if you want his name is ryan hammer um but credit to him um you know providence is a good team and they play well defensively except in their five losses that they had this year they held they held most teams to under 30 percent, except in their five losses and in those five losses um, teams went upwards of 40, even 50% from three. So they hold teams to a good percentage from three, but when they don't and a team is able to break through, that's when Providence loses. And as you put it, San Diego state is the best shooting three point team in the country at 45% as a team. And so, you know, if ever there was a team that is going to shoot their way to a win over Providence, it's San Diego state or South Dakota state. Um, so that being said in my bracket, I took South Dakota state, but I'm, I can take Providence if you want. I'm just throwing out numbers for our listeners. If you uh, want to take a 13, four matchup, I think this is the best one to do it. Since you convince. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I, I'm not look I, let, let me be clear. I have province. I mean, I have province losing in the next round, so I'm not like <laughs> in love with that. As I have uh, South Dakota state losing in the next round, but like, you know, so, either uh, one is going to lose to Iowa and both yeah. our brackets. So I'll go South Dakota state. Cause it wouldn't shock sure. me. It wouldn't. Um, I, just, I mean, I they're, just, they've won 21 straight games for crying out. I mean, that guy, uh, uh, this video opened my eyes to it. It's like, if, if ever I'm going to pick a, a 13, four, this is the one because because of the fact that Providence's only five losses came when they were they held teams to greater than four, they well they didn't hold teams to to under thirty percent from three. And if ever there was a team that's gonna shoot better than thirty percent from three, it's South Dakota State because they're the best shooting three team in the country. 
Let's go to LSU and Iowa State, the other 11-6. And if you've been paying attention in this uh, <laughs> in this show, we've been taking the 11s over the 6s. Guess what? I'm doing it again. I'm taking wow. Iowa State over LSU. LSU is one of the youngest and least experienced teams in the tourney, having very little carryover from last season's squad. Um, uh, they have one of the highest turnover rates in the country. They struggle mightily with perimeter shooting. They do crash the offensive glass well and get to the line at a decent rate. Defense is where this team really excels. They defend the three well-forced turnovers, making them one of the most efficient defenses team, defensive teams in the nation. I don't know where this team's head's at, though. Will Wade just got let go under massive amounts of allegations. Uh, that is, I mean, this, this program is getting uh, interrogated from top to bottom. I don't know where their head is at right now coming into this tournament when they play an Iowa State team that, quite frankly, Taylor, has everything you want in a Cinderella team. They're elite defensively. They rank among the top teams in adjusted defensive efficiency. Their turnover percentage and three-point percentage allowed is also tops up there as well. Um, In Isaiah Brockington, they also have a player who could take over a game at any moment. Um, I mean, I have a little soft spot for him. He is a Penn State transfer. Um, (laughs) He's the heart and soul of this team. Um, But Iowa State, I think, is getting this LSU team at the right time. I don't know where this LSU team is at, and I'm not trusting it. Iowa State is good enough that if LSU is not ready to play, they're going to blow the socks off this team. Yeah, and and for me in my bracket, I I couldn't um, in good conscience take all the 11s over the sixes, um, and that's not even based on any analytic, you know. Like when I get down to this one, uh, this is the one I'm like, uh, because because of everything you laid out with LSU, you don't know where they had that. Either either they're going to be distracted and it's going to cost them, or um, they're going to try to you know push through distraction to the point where they're just focused. And- I'll throw this at you as well. We just talked about Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. Iowa State beat them by 20. They've beaten Texas Tech, who we've also liked this year. They uh, beat Texas. Who? Eh, all right, whatever. They beat Memphis by twenty. They beat Creighton by six. When you look at what LSU's done, yes, they've beaten Kentucky. They have beaten Tennessee. They've gotten absolutely obliterated by Auburn. Lost to Arkansas three times. Lost to Bama. Lost to TCU. Beat Texas A&M, who didn't make the tournament. Those are their notable wins. So just throwing that out there as well. I'm not. I'm not trying to change your mind. I. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but if you're going to take LSU. Um, I am. But you are making a pretty good argument for Iowa State. So uh, I, for this bracket, we can take Iowa State if you want. Okay. All right. I think, yeah, no, I, I think this game will be close. I think. This game. I mean, I in my personal bracket, I do have LSU winning this one. Um, Wisconsin and Colgate, the three and fourteen. Um, look, Colgate has made some noise in the past. Um, they're winners of nineteen of their past twenty. They are. They have all five stars posting double digit scoring averages. Um, 
They're 23 and 11. However, this is a Wisconsin team, despite two unexpected losses to end the year, they have a chance to make legitimate noise. Um, Johnny Davis is the big 10 player of the year. They have coach of the year and great guard. Um, Checky Hepburn is very good um, as a freshman. Wisconsin's season-long success bodes well for them in March. Um, they rarely turn the ball over, which, Taylor, is something that you have emphasized a lot. I mean, that's important, especially come tournament time. Not making mistakes, um, yeah. They rank in the top 50 in both offensive and def- defensive efficiency. Um, they have a they have the mold of March success. Um, this is a Big Ten team that I like a lot, and I am going to take them to beat Colgate. I would agree with that. Yeah. I like, I like Wisconsin a lot. And I, I just think, I mean, this three, thir- 14, I, no, this is not the, and I mentioned that this game is in Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for those that aren't very good geographically, Milwaukee's in Wisconsin, by the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just, yeah, we're, we're going with Wisconsin. just throwing that out there. Um, USC and Miami, another 7-10 matchup. Uh, Miami is a problem. Miami's a problem. Uh, Miami has won 18 of 24 to end the regular year. Um, They may not overwhelm you with their resume. The fact that five of their losses came by less than five points shows their ability to play to the level of their competition, whether it be better or worse, which they could, you know, get that gets them in trouble as well as much as helps them. Um, They... They have a very good trio of guards. They rank in the bottom um, 15% uh, when it comes to rebound rate, though, which is going to be a problem when it comes to USC. USC is led by Isaiah Mobley. Um, One of the tallest teams in the country is USC. And if I'm telling you that they struggle with their rebound percentage, that is Miami. They face the tallest team (laughs) in one of the tallest teams in the country in USC, four of their five starters are at least six foot nine Taylor. Um, USC is one of the best rebounding teams in the nation. Are you kind of seeing where I'm going with this yeah. on offense? The group plays at a relatively slow pace. Doesn't really matter though. If they don't shoot the ball, they can rebound, especially against a team like Miami that can't get boards consistently. Um, USC will only go as far as their defense can take them. However, that's not really going to matter in this game. USC is a good team coming out of very deep Pac-12 that gave uh, Arizona and UCLA fits all year long. Um, I am going with USC. I am also going with USC. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you on and every account. I mean, it if you can't shoot well, at least rebound well. And, and if like, you can't, yeah, it just, it, yeah. Yeah, and, like, because rebounds can make or break any game. Like, it, uh, normally, a, the team who wins the rebounding battle has a very, very, very good chance to win the game, especially when it comes to offensive rebounds, because second-chance points are backbreakers. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you can play the best defense in the world, but then, at the end of the day, if you force them to take a bad shot, and then they rebound their shot and get an easy look that way that's such a demoralizer um and so with that being said yeah lsu lsu over miami if, if you can out rebound especially on the offensive glass your opponent um you're just gonna you're gonna wear them down is what's gonna happen you're getting extra possessions 
215 Auburn and Jacksonville State. Um, a lot of people are looking at Jacksonville State. They they like Jacksonville State. However, this is a Bruce Pearl squad that's very good. Um, they had one of the best seasons in program history last year. They're looking to bounce back after a pretty bad loss at Texas A&M in the first round of the SEC tournament, but they're both angry. This is a team more than capable on the offensive end. They're even better on defense where they excel at protecting the rim, force a lot of turnovers. Um, potential concern is that they're very young. Um, however, Auburn's very good. I like Auburn a lot. Yeah, I'm with you on this one too. I, I also have Auburn. I mean, again, I, I just don't – maybe a, a 15 beats a 2, but it's – I think that they're nearly impossible to pick because, I mean, going into the game – You like, can't in good conscience go and pick it. Exactly. How, how are you going to pick any one of these 15s to beat the 2s or 16s to beat the one? Like, that's – well, I mean, the 16 to beat the 1, it almost never happens. Literally, it's just one time. And I don't think anyone but a couple people had it. Um, like Otis, <laughs> like, um, he might, we're, we're, yeah. we're picking his bracket tomorrow night. So, yeah. So, uh, I, I just, uh, well, no one in good conscience, I don't think is, and if you're picking a 15 to be the two, you're, you're taking a shot in the dark. Maybe you hit, but I'm not going to say you're a genius because of it. I'm just going to say you got absolutely lucky. So Auburn. Yeah. Auburn's winning. In All right. Round of 32, Kansas, San Diego State. I like Kansas a lot. Um, I think they're a very good team, one of the best in the nation. Uh, I, I trust San Diego State to beat Creighton, but not to go any further. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kansas Kansas over San Diego State. Agreed. Iowa and South Dakota State, we already kind of hinted at this. We'll say it again. Iowa wins this game. Agreed. Yep. Iowa, yep. Iowa State and Wisconsin, as much as I like Iowa State, um, Wisconsin's a really good team. I keep echoing that. Uh, I'm taking Wisconsin here. Yeah, yeah, I like Wisconsin as well. I like Wisconsin to go to go pretty far, pretty far, at least at least at least farther than than this. I, I, I think that they make it to at least the elite eight in my opinion. So, uh, Wisconsin, um, Auburn takes on USC. Uh, I look, I like USC to beat Miami. However, I do like Auburn as a team a lot. I'm going Auburn. I'm also going Auburn. All right. One five Kansas, Iowa. I already told you how much I liked Iowa. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. I, 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 I'm taking Iowa. I'm taking, I'm taking Iowa as well. Look at that. Look at that. I thought <laughs> I thought I, I came here looking to have to negotiate with you. No. Um I, look, Iowa Iowa's a problem. Iowa is a problem. It it yeah, it is. And and if you look at historical record and historical percentage wise, it is did you know it's more likely that none of the number one seeds make it to the mm -hmm. final four than it is for all four to make it to only, the final four. Only two did last year. One, yeah. two, one, two. It's two is the most likely two, two is about 42% of the time mm -hmm. to make it three okay. following that. Yep. And then none. And then four. It's only four. happened once in the past 25 years that all four ones made it. Yeah. So don't pick chalk. If you're making a bracket, do not pick the number one seeds to make it to the end every time, like to make and, it to the final four. Oh, and I always, happens. and I always go by this. 
I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I have, I've, and I have a buddy that went to West Virginia and he agrees with me and he is in the conference. I don't trust the big 12 when it comes to longevity in the March. They, they all big 12 is destined for upset alert consistently throughout the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so in, in terms of that, I mean, I have Baylor making it to the final four, but spoiler alert, I don't have them making it to the final. Um, Wisconsin and Auburn, <clears throat> you have flirted, and this this game's a coin flip. Uh, let me tell you, Auburn and Wisconsin's a coin flip. Um, I personally took Auburn. I have seen the ugly side of Wisconsin, um, and I know there's an ugly side to Auburn too. It goes both ways. I took Auburn in this game um, simply because I, I just think that they have a little bit more of a higher ceiling. That doesn't make me right. It doesn't make me wrong. I understand the argument for Wisconsin completely, and I've stared at this game for a long, long time, and I'm still not 100% certain I'm sticking with Auburn, but at this moment in time, I have Auburn beating Wisconsin. And like I said earlier, I I alluded to it. I have uh, Wisconsin in the Elite Eight, um, so I have have Wisconsin beating Auburn in this game. but yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on the fact that it's like, it's not an easy decision. It's not like I'm like, oh, Wisconsin, 100% going to make right. it. It's just, I feel Wisconsin. I, I, I just have a feeling I, I think Wisconsin can go pretty far. I think the Elite Eight is where Wisconsin resides. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think that they play Iowa. So let's, in terms of us. Um, let's, uh, oh, let's go with Wisconsin. Um, does it matter though? Do, do we? No. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Because we both have Mm -hmm. Iowa winning Mm -hmm. and going to the final four. Sure do. Yep. Sure do. Um, I'm okay with doing Wisconsin because I'm not a hundred percent sold on it yet. All right. I mean, my initial gut is that I have Auburn, but it's one of the games that I've been looking back and forth on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do Wisconsin for us. I'm fine with that. Right. And then, obviously, as we just mentioned, a Big Ten Elite Eight matchup in the Midwest. Iowa's gonna gonna take that. Yep, agreed. So, so we have our final four set, Taylor. We have our final four set. Um, Gonzaga versus Kentucky. And Arizona versus Iowa. Um, I know you don't have Kentucky. Yes. Um, and I know well, you don't have Arizona. Yes. I have Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova, and Iowa. Um, this is this is my final four. This is my <laughs> final four. Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, and Iowa. Um I do have Gonzaga beating Kentucky, which I think you obviously agree with. I have Gonzaga um, beating Baylor or Kentucky, whichever. Right, one. right, right. I, I have I'm Gonzaga winning, because, getting right. to the final. Um, I do have Arizona beating Iowa. And I have Villanova beating Iowa. Oh, okay. So you want to just go with Arizona? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, here's where I think I know where you went. You have Gonzaga winning at all. I don't. You have Villanova. I have really. Villanova winning it all. 
Um, I have Arizona winning it all. <laughs> so I guess. So I guess are we, we go with Arizona. <laughs> are we going with Arizona? Is that what I, we're saying? I guess so, because either way, we have Gonzaga not winning. I just don't trust Gonzaga to fully do it. I never have, and I never will. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I just have a good feeling about Villanova. I just think they play such sound basketball. Wow, I, I, I took out your playing. national champion. You did, and I did probably didn't fight hard enough for it. But Arizona, No, you didn't. You I didn't did. have that impression by you. I, I mean, I kind of wanted to save it because I didn't want to be like, oh, I have them as my national champion. So I really want I didn't want to fight it that one because I just for spoiler. Wow, purposes, you have Nova it up, winning it all. I do. I do. I to be I, I mean, you could be right. And I understand it, but I think you're the first person I've seen them even go into the final four. I, I just like the way Nova plays. And I, and I feel like every, like every other tournament or every like three tournaments, it's like, it's like, it's Villanova's time. Like they're going to be back. They're going to be strong. They're going to play well. They're not going to have even the most flashy players, but they, they just play such sound basketball in March. I just think that they know how to play in the tournament. And, and you're certainly you're certainly right. And I I like Villanova. I do. Um and I don't think I've, you know, obviously made that a secret. Mm-hmm. Uh they've had better teams. And if they weren't in a region with Arizona, I really like this Arizona team. I do. Um if I had Villanova in the East, even the West. I think we were having a different conversation, but the fact that they run into Arizona, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and and Arizona is my champion. That so. is, you know, that is where it's like, um, I feel confident picking Villanova in every matchup, I think up until Arizona. And then at that point, it's like, that's, that's, that's the upset. Yeah. yeah that's the upset that's that you need. Point, and that, that's the one that I'm like, okay, I, I think I can pick this and feel comfortable enough because you know, because it's not going to be chalk. You can't. You can't pick chalk. And so, no, I, you can't. I. I, I mean, I, I thought. I thought. I thought it was going to be more of a bigger deal that I had Iowa in the. No, in the final I mean, four. honestly, um, I didn't have Iowa going as far before we started this conversation. But then I kind of changed my. You kind of convinced me. You got me on the Iowa train yeah. and had me. I, I originally had Wisconsin. Um, going to the final four, but you, you convinced me that Iowa is the way to go. Yeah, I just there. I mean, I, I watched the Big Ten um, tournament at, at nauseum, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen Iowa a lot this year with yeah. them being in the Big Ten. They they're just they're just playing so well at the right time, and I think this is the best team Fran McCaffrey's ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was eager to put them in. See, and, and I'm upset about this because. Right when they won the Big Ten tournament, without seeing any like expert analysis or seeing where they would go, I, I was like, I, deep down, I was like, that's a Final Four team. That's a Final Four team. If they don't run into one of these top, you know, if they don't run into Baylor, I mean, uh, excuse me, uh, Arizona or Gonzaga, I'm taking, I'm, I'm sending them to the Final Four. Yeah. And uh, luckily, they got a region where I could do that. Um, I was excited to see that. So, all right. Arizona's our champion. Um, that was that was a full hour and forty five minute breakdown of March Madness. Even if you don't agree, and obviously Taylor and I have differences within the show bracket, mm-hmm. um, hopefully we gave you guys some advice, some 
you know, pointers to help you with your bracket um, and, and to go out there and, and put the best bracket. Although I will say, if we help you produce that perfect bracket, remember who helped you do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, if if you end up having a perfect bracket and you win a bunch of money, um, I'm not asking for money even. Just when you go on talk shows, which you inevitably (laughs) will, just just throw (laughs) up sports with a Z and a T. Like name drop us. Just say you listen to us, and we gave you some good pointers here and there. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for money. I'm just asking for exposure because you're gonna be Um, on. You know, you're gonna do the circuit. I'm asking. I'm asking for money. I mean, if you uh, want to money, that's cool too. Um, that's cool too. But like um, exposure would be nice too. I'm asking for a little bit. Um, who are we kidding? I'm the perfect bracket here. No, Otis. Otis. <laughs> Otis is, is the perfect. The perfect Otis is going to be the perfect bracket. Um. All right. Good stuff, Taylor. And um, you know, best time of the year. Um. Next week we will get into. Obviously, we'll talk about the status of the March Madness tournament. Hopefully our, our brackets, brackets are completely destroyed by hopefully our brackets are by tomorrow not, or not, by, not by gone. Um, but we will get to um, MLB free agency, the state of the MLB as you know, the regular season is a couple weeks upon us. And then obviously the NFL free agency and the NFL trades that went down um, as we will have a better knowledge of you know, the team, the winners and the losers of free agency in the NFL as well. There's still a lot um, of big names that need to, need to, go a lot through. of dominoes hopefully, need to fall. Hopefully a by lot, next week we'll have a better picture. A lot of dominoes that need to fall there. Um, this was our March Madness, first March Madness special right mm-hmm. here with Sports with a Z and a T. It was a lot of fun. Good luck out there to everybody with their brackets. Uh, best time of the year, man best time of the year for taylor uh my name is bryce this was sports with a z and a t presented by godzilla media enjoy the madness hopefully your bracket isn't busted too quickly and we will catch you next week as we look towards the sweet 16 and a whole bunch of other madness uh it's the best time of the year like i said stay safe out there and we will catch you next week Good luck and see y'all later. Good luck to a point. We're still (laughs) going to beat you. Don't beat us, but good luck. And with those words, we are out of here. Stay safe. We will catch you next week.